Coming up, I'm going to share the dangers of self-help that not very many people are talking to you about. And then, oh boy, another term, resenteeism. How does it relate to quiet quitting? And what's really at the source of all of this? Let's go. Helping you win at work so that you're winning in life. I'm Ken. The dangers of self-help that nobody is talking about. Yeah, what? You know, we live in a world today where we have more knowledge, more platforms for knowledge, easier access to the platforms for knowledge than we ever have. And it's going to get even easier, right? Like, I'd stand by that statement all day long. And this is a statement that I'd stand behind before ChatGPT and all of the competitors that will come with ChatGPT, this idea of I could type a question in on an internet site and be overwhelmed with an, a tidy, effective response. And I don't even have to process it and understand it. I can steal it if I want to. So I think we actually have a growing problem with all of this knowledge. And I know that that's counterintuitive, countercultural in some ways to say that education is good, knowledge is good, and both of those statements are true. But when knowledge becomes so easily accessed, it cheapens it. Because I'm building an appetite for just learning more, knowing more. I'll come back to that statement in just a second. So let's talk about you self-help junkies out there. Now, this is a phrase that I don't know when it became popularized, but certainly been around a long time. And can I also admit that I've said it before? I've said, I'm a self-help junkie, personal growth junkie. I've said both of those phrases. And it's just a way of, essentially, if I could just step on my own toes before I step on yours today, it's a way of bragging. I need to admit that. It's kind of pompous. It's basically me saying, I read a lot. I listen to a lot of very smart, wise people. And I want you to know that. Okay, that feels better now. I confess that. But I'm actually not a self-help personal growth junkie. Even though I've said I am, I was really bragging and I've confessed that. We got that out of the way. You guys are good friends. Thank you for letting me be so vulnerable and transparent today. I feel so much better. But I'm actually not a junkie because I'm actually doing a lot with what I learn. But there's a lot of you that are watching me and listening to me right now. And you are a personal growth, self-help junkie. And it's not good. Just like an actual junkie is wildly unhealthy, so are you. What does a junkie do? A junkie will beg, borrow, steal for the next high. They get the high 
and they zone out and they got the high and they're feeling the, 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 the juice from the drug. And what does the junkie then do? Well, they zone out and they just sitting in the high. And then when the high wears off, you know what the junkie does? They're back on the prowl for the next high. And it repeats over and over and over again. And they ruin their life because their entire focus is on that next high from a narcotic. So what does the self-help junkie look like? Oh, you're always on the prowl for the next book, including my books. You're always listening to another podcast like mine. Always watching another YouTube clip like mine. Going to a conference like the ones I speak at. You're always getting that next personal growth, self-help message book, the latest, hottest person on Instagram. You're always consuming, but you're rarely, if ever, contributing. Please don't get mad at me. I'm trying to wake some of you up. It's always about learning for you, but rarely, if ever, about doing. And so that makes you a junkie because can I just be real with you right now? Let me tell you what's happening. The reason you are a junkie is because you are addicted to the high of a great thought, a great book, a great podcast, that inspirational moment where you understand a problem and you see a solution and you go, Woo! That's good! Yeah, baby! I'm fired up! And it's like a high. And then life happens. I leave the conference. Oh, baby! I can't wait to get home and start that business. Or, woo! I'm going to make a change. I feel so good about a high. Yeah! Woo! I was in a room with a lot of other fired up people. I'm going to make these changes in my life. And you wake up the next morning in your house, in your bed. And the voice of fear. Worry that something bad is going to happen. The voice of doubt, not believing that something good could happen. The voice of pride that makes me care more about what other people might think or say than what I believe. They come back. And then the moment presents itself. Am I going to act on what I've learned? In other words, am I going to move from learning to doing? I see people like this all the time. They're always talking about the next new thing they're learning and doing, and yet I never see any life change, and this is sad. So what's going on? What's what's happening here? we got to stop thinking and start doing. i got to stop analyzing the voices of fear and doubt and pride in my head i can stop analyzing all the reasons why i'm thinking and feeling this way and i've actually got to take the thing that gave me the high i learned something i got some knowledge but now i've got to do something with it 
and can I just say this? Whatever you are you're stressing about or or having anxiety about in this taking this little step forward and doing something with what you learn, can I just tell you that you only suck a little less <laughs> because of you of the book you read or the podcast you listened to or the event you went to. You're still going to suck. Because that's what happens when we start something new and we begin to start, uh, uh, press out onto a path and we, we're just going to have to get experience to get better. So you're so worried about sucking. And so you feel like I got to get, oh, I got to get a little bit more knowledge, just a little bit more, Ken, just one more hit of knowledge. No. Some of you today need to stop learning. Stop listening. Stop watching. Stop reading. And here's one thing. Take one little eensy, weensy, tiny baby step forward and just do. I'm helping you go from stuck to unstoppable. That feeling of when I feel stuck, I feel helpless and hopeless. And I'm going to get you from stuck to unstoppable momentum where you just you just have all of the clarity and confidence you need to courageously step out and stay on the path. If you are enjoying this show, if it's helping you in any way and you're watching on YouTube, would you subscribe to our channel? We're growing. And would you share a clip, a short, or a full episode, however you are engaging with the show? And then if you're listening to the podcast, would you follow us and give us a five-star review and share the show as well? That's how we grow, and we are growing. And I am absolutely convinced more than ever that we need content like this in as many people's hands as possible because life is too short and too precious to spend all the time we spend at work and not to get fulfillment and reach our potential as that piece of our contribution. You show me a man or woman who is fulfilled and on purpose, walking in purpose, making good money and experiencing tremendous meaning from the contribution they're making. And I'm going to show you a person that's got a great chance to have a winning personal life as well. They're going to have less marriage issues. They're going to have less financial issues. They're not going to be distracted by all the addictions and everything else. This is just a fact. So thank you very much. All right. We've got a perspective problem on work in this world. And I'm going to help you actually see the right perspective on your work, your job, your professional career. But a lot of us have the wrong perspective. And uh, I'm going to reveal that in just a moment, but here's the latest trend, and people just like to grab onto labels, and I don't want you to be labeled. Resenteeism is the latest trend now that people are talking about. Uh, Some glamour UK writer has now come up with resenteeism, as another term, and it describes the act of staying in an unsatisfying job due to a perceived lack of better options or fear of job insecurity. So this worker now begins to actively resent 
their current workplace and often doesn't do a great job of hiding it, you think? So resenteeism is a spin on presenteeism, which I'd never heard of until this morning, which describes employees showing up or logging on to Slack or Teams just for the sake of appearing to be doing work. (laughs) So presenteeism. I'm acting as though I'm present. Why do we have to have a term for everything like this? And and uh, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna slap a term on all this because this is closely related to quiet quitting, which is I'm gonna do the job that I've been asked of, nothing more, nothing less. Although that is a veiled description for I'm gonna do the bare minimum. That's the real attitude. So, Alex, I finally come up with a term for all of this. Presenteeism, resenteeism, quiet quitting, uh, uh, minimum Monday. I've got a term that bundles all of these trends together. And this is fun. This is really fun. You ready? Here it is. It's immaturity. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. All of this nonsense. I don't care if you're in your 40s and you go, I'm a quiet quitter. No, you're immature. I'm a a, a presentee. I just kind of, you know, no, you're immature. You're immature. This, uh, let's keep going. Let Let me offend some more people while I'm at it. With common sense, by the way. There's no vitriol in this. There's no nastiness in in my spirit. This is immaturity. You know, let's 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 the the, the, the uh, 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 the uh, 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 what's the what's the term? The fire financially independent retire early. These young people are saying, "I'm going to work like an absolute maniac, no life at all, so that I can earn enough money to never work again." That's immaturity. I'll explain. The uh. The, what's the stuff on Reddit the, where people just don't want to work at all? The anti-work. anti-work. Thank you. Anti-work movement. Can I just tell you? That's immaturity. Maturity is marked by character and perspective. Maturity says, I don't want to do it, but I got to do it. And so instead of griping and complaining about it, I'm going to do it. That's maturity. Maturity says, I got to do what I have to do so that it puts me in a position one day to do what I want to do. So maturity is about attitude and perspective. Character is how I said it earlier. It's character. My attitude is going to be fine because I've got the character to go. Sometimes I have to do stuff that I don't want And I got the long view. So I'm going to have a good attitude because I've got proper perspective. And so all of this stuff is a lack of maturity by men and women who don't know how to handle the reality that they're not in a job that gives them meaning. It's that simple. They're not in a job that's on purpose. And yet, instead of saying, all right, I'm not on the right seat of the bus I'm on, or I'm not 
on the right seat because I'm not on the right bus. And going, okay, I'm going to dig into that and I'm going to deal with that reality and then I'm going to do something to change my reality. And I'm going to actually live and work on purpose and I'm going to make a great contribution because it's my contribution. It's unique and thus the world needs it. And so I'm going to do that. And so I'm going to be an adult about that and I'm going to lean into the hard things that I've got to lean into. It's hard to get self-aware. It's hard to come up with a plan to move from where I am to where I want to be. Now, you got guys like me and, and other people that can help you do it, but can I just tell you something? That takes some maturity. Maturity. What's going on with all of these terms? Quiet quitting. Uh, 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 minimal Monday. Resenting the president. What's going on? I'm going to tell you. Number one, these people are not engaged. They are not fully engaged in work, and I don't fault them here. The reason they're not engaged because they've not been taught their entire life what engagement looks like. What is required for me to enjoy my work? Well, it's my entire methodology. If I use what I do best, these are my strengths and talents that I can develop into sharpened skills, which become, watch, power tools. I could take that tree down in 30 seconds. That's, that is talent. I'm good at that. Now watch. I like doing this because I'm actually good at it over here, but I really love the task, the role. And then the results of that role or task creates a result that I actually care deeply about. I'm motivated. We call it talent, what I'm good at, passion, what I love to do, and mission, what motivates me. Hey, if you, if you were aware of that and you were in that role, guess what? You'd look forward to going into work. You'd be engaged. You would enjoy yourself. You would give extra effort just automatically. But can I just share something for all the quiet quitters for a second? Can I change your perspective? This is huge. Watch this. It's not about you making more profit for your company. It's actually about you meeting your potential so that you can have a better life. Ken, why would I go above and beyond in a company that I don't really care about and in a job that's just not my dream job yet? I'll tell you why. Because if you go above and beyond, you get the benefits of that. Oh, Ken, that's not true. I hustle. I work my butt off. I'm burned out. And it's not, it's not helping me at all. That's totally bullcrap. You may, you may be in an unhealthy organization, but you get to choose. Go. Go to a healthy organization and get engaged and bust your butt and you realize you're no longer the victim you're the victor your sucky job is on you go get you a better job because it's about your potential Folks, I say this all the time on social media, and it goes bananas every time I say it. So for those of you watching and listening today, I want you to pay close attention. You are created to fill a unique role. You are needed. You must do it. You've got tremendous value. And somebody out there needs you to show up and be the best version of you. That's why I do this show. I know that you were created to contribute. I also know that you long to make a mark. And so we have a wonderful tool 
that takes my basic methodology, if you've heard me talk about it, to help you identify what you do best, what you love to do most, and what motivates you most. You get those three elements figured out and intertwined, watch out, baby. You're unstoppable. You're going to make money and experience a whole lot of meaning and work is going to be a whole different ball game. We got a tool for you. It's called the Get Clear Assessment. Hundreds of thousands of people have taken it. It's a breakthrough game changer. It's only 30 bucks. It takes you about 15 minutes to take. KenColeman.com slash assessment. KenColeman.com slash assessment. Be a great graduation gift, by the way, for your high school or college kid or grandkid or whatever. And it's digital. They'll love it. It just they get an email link. They go online, they take it, they get results instantaneous to get clear assessment. 30 bucks, KenColeman.com slash assessment. Let's go to Gainesville, Georgia. Oh, the site of WDUN, the mothership, the first station of the Ken Coleman Show. Love the Jacobs family, Jacobs Media. Uh, love, love, love uh, everybody there. Uh, I just love them all. They they just gave me a shot, and every time I see that 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 city pop up on the screen, uh, I get a little bit excited. So there you go. Joshua's there in Gainesville. Joshua, you're on the Ken Coleman show. Good good afternoon, sir. How are you? I'm living the dream, man. What's going on? Uh, well, if I could highlight this this entire segment with you, uh, I guess my headline question would be. I lost my dream job. Mm. I, I was in my sweet spot, mm. and I was living living the life. I lost my dream job, and I'm currently have been on a downward spiral ever since. Oh, so Josh, I'm how sorry. Do I, how do I get back to where I was? Well, the great news is, is you know what it was. And so yes, because you know what it was, you know why it was a dream job to you. And so what right. we want to dive into is the why was it a dream job? And that's going to tell us, and let's just use the three elements that really make up a dream job. It's when you are spending most of your time using your talents, your strengths on that job, in that job. It's where you're spending most of your time doing work that you really enjoy doing in that job. And then finally, you are creating or producing results through that work that motivates you. Nobody has to get you out of bed. You're ready to go. And so because right. you know that dream job, you should be able to tell me what were those elements. So what was the job and what were those elements? So I was in law enforcement, and um, the, I guess the three main elements were the camaraderie with my team. Um, I got out of bed for those guys. I went and did the job for those guys. Um Another element was I was in the public view. I was in the public eye. I was able, I'm a huge people's person and I loved interacting with the public and helping kids and helping um, victims of domestic violence. And, okay, and things great. Like that. Love that. Uh, okay. Um, and I, I, I guess the third element would, as far as the production, uh, production side of it, I loved being able to look back over my cases and say, yes, I put, this, you know, I put this abuser in jail or I put this drug right. runner in jail. Yeah, you or, got yeah, you made the world a better place because we busted the bad and eliminated evil. That's great. So you correct, told me yeah. that you were motivated by that, but you're also motivated by the team, the being a part of a squad. That also motivated right. you. 
and you yes, love sir. the protecting, serving, but what are you most talented at doing? Where, 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 where were your talents most on display when people complimented you and you just know, I'm really good at this part of the job? Uh, I believe my biggest compliment was how how uh, personable I was with other people in the public because when they anytime you call nine one one it's the worst day of your life you yes. don't you don't call that because you're in a great mood that's true um, so when I show up when I showed up to those scenes people were and I'm not trying to sound arrogant by any means but when I, I showed up and I left yeah. people were thankful that I was there and they had told me after the fact that, you know, they were thankful that I was the one that answered the car, that I was the one that pulled that car over or whatever great. the case may be. Okay, great. So that right there is, we can just bundle all of that right there, folks, to people skills. He's just really good with people in a myriad of ways, the way he's his personality combined with his ability to be uh, empathetic, compassionate, level-headed, stay calm, all those things. So that's great. So without getting into the details as to why, because it's actually irrelevant. Right. As to why you lost it, to some degree. Uh, I, I would just limit it to this. Are you able to, for the reason that you lost it, does that disqualify you from ever getting back into it? Yes, sir. Okay, well, I'm sorry about that. Have you learned from that? Oh, absolutely. All right, so we, so we can't get back into law enforcement because of that, so now we have to say, the reason I walk through... Those three elements, which is what I teach on the show, is because that's the job description. We got to go. We got to go find it somewhere else. So I'm not going right. to be able to do it in law enforcement. But where else can I do those? Where else can I experience those three things? I can use these people skills. I can do the work of serving, protecting others, or stopping bad things from happening, and be a part of a squad. That's right. all you got to be looking for. It's that simple. Now I know that's the way I describe that feels like it's 50,000 feet in the air, but it really does lead you to, you know, uh, could you get into cybersecurity? Okay. Because here's why cybersecurity is stopping bad guys, protecting people, and as long as you're part of a really good squad, a team, a company that you go, I love going in and being a part of this team. I'm serving everybody else when also serving our customer. Um, I'm still I'm still doing the work of that law enforcement. It's just in a different place. Now, that's just one idea. I don't want you to feel like I'm pushing you into cybersecurity. Right. But right. you ought to call my friends at Bethel Tech and just have a conversation with them and go, do I have to have any cybersecurity training experience before? They go, nope, they can train you. Cybersecurity's got okay. an unbelievable path and financial uh, opportunity. And it's also putting bad guys away and protecting people. And then the team element and the people skills, maybe you move into a, a long term, you become more of a manager of a cybersecurity team to where you're okay. those people skills. Do you, do you see how I'm taking one idea of cybersecurity and I'm saying, does it hold up to what was purposeful for my right. man Joshua? being a, a law enforcement officer. Do you see what I'm right. saying? Yes, sir, I do. Because I'm going to tell you something. The only piece that is super specific to, to the law enforcement is just the protecting and serving, knocking out the bad guys, putting the bad guys away. The rest of it could be applied all over the place because you're really a right. people guy. You're empathetic right. and compassionate. Right. Right. 
and see in, in my current job, um, I get told that again, you know, the same thing in this job, I get told that I'm very empathetic. I'm very compassionate. People love what I do, but so what's, missing? what's missing? I've taken the results. Um, you, you know, go. what I do now, what I do now doesn't put out the same results. Um, there's a, I hate to even say this, but there's, there is a level of toxicity in my workplace now. Well, that's part of um, it. That's part of it. Because I, remember the first thing you said was, I loved being a part of my team. And so in that past law enforcement role, you did have a healthy environment, at least a healthy team. So here's the deal. You took the get clear assessment. What was your missional result? The, what motivates you most? What was it? I can't remember. It doesn't matter. Go back. No, no, go back and look at it. Cause I got about 25 seconds with you, but here's the point. Okay. The only thing that's missing right now is two things, healthy environment, and then you're not motivated by the results. And I'm telling you, the results for you, you have to be in a protectionary service-type combo. I'm knocking out bad guys, or I'm protecting people from bad things. That's the only piece that's missing, my friend. Go get it. You matter. You have what it takes. Press on. Thanks for listening to The Ken Coleman Show. For more, you can find the show on demand wherever you listen to podcasts and watch the show on YouTube. You can also find Ken across all social media by following at Ken Coleman.